0: Initiation is a sacred part of being with the human experience, and I also believe it's an art for our culture to reclaim in the emergence of our coming ages. We have long, long since the beginning of time navigated the realms of initiation. And when I say initiation, I don't just mean like a weekend away at a retreat where you learn what it means to be masculine or you learn what it means to be uh, feminine or to have a womb and to bleed. What I mean is there are times in our lives where we are being deeply guided to understand who we are in essence and to embody that. Initiation is about circumstances, happenings, events that come into our lives and bring us into the truth of our own presence so that we can take on roles in the culture that actually contribute and bring life and joy and healing and presence and wholeness instead of sort of sinking back into the machine of industrialized, capitalistic society where we're fulfilling a role that's been decided for us by a power that may or may not be exploiting us for profit. So I'm so enamored and so thankful for this conversation and for Carla's medicine. I believe that Carla is someone who deeply embodies what I call essence liberation, which is being in the full presence of who we are and how we're evolving in any given moment, being in the full presence of what our shadows, what our ego, what certain parts of us are bringing to the table for us to look at, navigate, understand, and deepen into in order to evolve. There's a lot of wisdom that lives in the body. There's a lot of wisdom that exists in the human experience. It exists in ourselves. And essence liberation is about being with that wisdom, being on the path of seeking out and developing that capacity to be present with what is my soul saying? What, how does my soul want to be here? How does my soul want to evolve? How does my soul want to contribute? Carla is someone who embodies the question of, what are you in service to? And she lives it and she breathes it. She imagines through it. She faces off with it. And it's such a beautiful thing to watch. I appreciate her voice on things like subtle addictions and moving through and navigating romantic distortions and navigating the life-death-life cycles of change. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode and be transformed by Carla's voice and conviction and presence. Carla is someone that I highly recommend you touch in with, read her work, her words are so raw and so powerful and it translates in this episode thank you so much for listening enjoy thank you for listening to the regenerative mystic podcast a podcast about imagining and crafting a more whole world in these episodes i'll be sharing conversations with people that i believe have beautiful perspectives Asking questions like, how do we craft futures of wholeness? What does that look like, taste like, feel like? What does it look like in our work, our creative processes, and in our relationships with ourselves and each other, and in the mystery and the myth? How can we craft a vision of the future that can hold all of us? How can we allow wholeness to be centered in our human evolution and global creative processes? I hope that these episodes support you in your own inquiry into these questions. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy.
1: Hello. I am I'm Carla and I am currently based in the coast, the Pacific coast of Oaxaca, which is here in this particular coast. It's it's the, it's the land of the Zapotecos. Um and I am bundled up in right in front of the ocean, actually, uh, but up above. So like not directly getting her waves, but up high above, like more with the with the with the winds, with the air and getting the the breeze from the from the waves, but hearing her all the time. And she's right there. And I'm in this place called San Agustinillo, which is sandwiched between these two more well-known um villages called sipolite, uh which is known as the as like the death nudist beach and masunte. So that's where I am. And how did I mm. get here? Whew, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I arrived here, the first time that I made it to this place was about a year ago, last December of 2021. And I it, it, it called me here, it pulled me here. I was living at the time in Mexico City and was going through this, what, what is sort of like one of the first moments that I started to feel the, I call it the death of the city girl. And my identity and attachment to the city girl, and just really reckoning with the fact that my, for me to really enter fully into my channel, aka really bringing my soul soul fully, inhabiting my soul fully into my body, I needed to be in really deep relationship with the elements, mm-hmm. with the earth, and there was a lot of attachment to the city. And even in every city that I've lived in, I've always found a way to make it in really to be close to whether like a little lake or a river or like the forest or anything. I it's, it's not like I, you know, I've had a really deep relationship with earth for a long time, but I was just starting to really hear and listen to how it was time to be more immersed with nature, be more immersed with the earth. And so, so I was so, I was starting to feel that and it kind of jumped in my lap. I had a friend who was here and she was like, I have a room here. Why don't you come here? And I was in between figuring out where I was going and I got here. And that month that I spent here was entirely like, revolutionary for me in what opened for me, particularly around my work with LOVA. That was the place. This was the place where through every single day, being with, the, being with the ocean, moving, connecting, dancing, praying, singing, opening, I was growing. I didn't know this at the time, but I was growing my capacity and my, my, my willingness to descend into my own, what I call Loba. And I was, and I was cultivating this capacity to hold this frequency in my body and by the time that I left, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, when I first arrived, there was almost like a little bit of an arrogant snobbiness inside of me like this. Oh, no, I don't want to. This is all egoic, right? Like these parts that are like, oh, no, I, I don't I don't want to get lost in the sauce of a of a coastal little village where in the middle of of nowhere and and there was just so much protective mechanisms over this fact that. um <laughs> really, this is actually what I really needed to dissolve. You know, this is what I really needed to dissolve and open deeper to my own medicine. And by the time that I left, I was like hooked. And I was like, oh, I need to come back here. And every single day after I left, um, this place was on my mind. This ocean was on my mind coming to me every single day, like knocking at my door, just, just knocking at me. So that's the story of me and and how I, have you know, I mean, and there's so much after that, right? Like the back and forth between the hearing the call and fighting with the call and actually even going back, I need a name, mm. going back to the city and that and going for it one last time, you know, sometimes... I've found that we need to really play, like we need to run things out until the end. Like we got to like, even yeah. go, with, like going back to a habit, going back to a pattern, like, can I do this one more time, you know, until it just like mm-hmm. smacks you and, and you're like, oh no, you, you surrender to the, to the humbling truth.
0: Oh, Yes. Oh, I love this. You know, there's just like this, like this, this love story that's happening between you and this land that you're you're sitting on, and in the the ocean, and this village that you are living in. And I just think that that is so. Um, there's a lot of revelation there. There's a lot, just even in that small like pocket of story. There's so much revelation and truth and potency in that. Um, And also like so much truth that we can witness um, as a collective, seeing you and in listening and hearing your story, that the earth truly does call us back. The earth calls Mm -hmm. us home. Um, The earth calls us home to ourselves and to our bodies, but the earth also calls us to her heart and Mm -hmm. she wants to dream through us. And she pursues us and she loves (laughs) us and she has grace and, and patience for us when we are hardheaded and we are wanting to pursue, you know, like the the city life dream. And it's like, it's not that the city life isn't like bad or wrong, but it's like Mm -mm. sometimes when the earth calls you to a very specific place in time, Mm -hmm. it does ask you to shed those like paradigms that we've picked up and, With growing up and living and being in hyper-commercialized areas and like spaces where people have certain ways of thinking and being, we also pick up conditioning and ways of being that are not truly aligned to the heart of the earth, heart of Mm. God.
1: And we pick up illusions
0: too. We pick up illusions about who we are as humans that we have to dissolve
1: If we want to be true to
0: ourselves,
1: Mm. Mm. you know, that's literally exactly, exactly what is, what is, what is happening here. And, and I think of it as like, it happens in layers, right? Like this, this, this disillusioning medicine, it's like taking those spoonfuls of medicine that, you know, the, like the true freedom Mm. actually lives through the disillusionment, but we have to be willing to grieve and, and really sit inside the fires mm-hmm. of our own disillusionment when the conditioning and then domestication and the ancestral and karmic baggage and density, samskaras mm-hmm. that we carry are like, you know, woven into into our bones. And then they, they it's like you have to dislodge them. And what I'm really finding here and what's coming through and what you're saying is as the more that I'm just really immersed with her, with the earth, Mm. with the waters. It's, it's as simple as really just being naked at the shore where the waters and the land coalesce, where they kiss and just letting her waves crash on me. What's happening is like, I don't actually have to do much. Like, I don't have to think about it. I don't, I don't have to like, it's like, it's this surrendering that's happening, happening through me as these these, these identities, these masks, these ideas, these, these egoic pursuits are just dismantling inside of me. Like they're just happening, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and it's interesting because the energy, like my, you know, whatever you want to call it, Shakti, Kundalini, Mm -hmm. Eros, life force, this energy I feel what's happening for me in my own world is that the energy is like moving up and through even more. It's like there was a place that it got comfortable and kind of stuck. And there's this way in which I haven't, I've kept it like capped. Like I haven't wanted to mm, like almost like crack through into more of the, what can call the upper realms, you know, like more of the dream, Mm. more of the clairvoyance, that and all of that. Like there's been a sort of internal Maybe like judgment or fight with it, and I'm actually really feeling this, um this mm-hmm. this weaving, this dance that's happening. And yeah. I'm actually like, uh, the more that I'm getting even more rooted through my pelvis and into the earth, and really trusting those mm-hmm. roots, the more that I'm actually able to fly and like be in that vulnerability of 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 of, of being in the <laughs> whatever you want to call it in those upper realms, in the heavens, mm-hmm. in the cosmos. Does that make sense?
0: That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. I've been calling that, that axis, the deep world, this mm-hmm. axis of like that. there's a, the deep world and the living world. And on one side of the deep world, you have the deep soul. Um, mm-hmm. you have the underworld, you have this threshold. We have the deep, the dark, the death. And then the other side of that axis, you have the living world. Um, or what I would say is the East or the Spirit. Um, we have this like this expression of knowledge and truth and initiation and, and wisdom and beginnings, and and in the middle, how I see it, how I've been seeing it, as you, especially as you're describing it, is like in the center is the heart, and in the center is like the like kind of the like the energy of it's heart energy it's earth energy it's gaia energy it's it's this like place where um our truths, our truths the spectrum of our truths connect and we actually get to like be with it in the breath and be with it in our lives so, mm. I, lo- I love this description and I love this mm. like traversing the deep world, traversing, you know, between the soul, the deep soul descent and the, you know, ascension into spirit, essence, mm. living truth. And that's a back mm. and forth, not a mm. linear one way climb. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I love how you talk about this and when you talk about disillusionment you know, Mm -hmm. I've heard you talk about disillusionment a lot. And um, I would love for you to elaborate a little bit more about what Mm -hmm. that is. What do you mean by Mm -hmm. disillusionment? What are some of the Mm -hmm. common disillusionment traps that you've seen even in your own work and the people that you work with yourself, those kinds of places where we get lost to what's not ours, you know?
1: So to me, um i there's a lot of nuance and paradox here that we're going to have to be with and i think it's just part of part of how this goes right when we're when we're touching these these core truths it's like there's nuance and it's paradoxical and and we have to be willing to to play in that so there's a way in which are like there's a part of ourselves that gets the way that I've seen it is that there's a way in which a part of us gets stuck in like this this adolescent like thinking and why it's paradoxical is because there's actually so much medicine and wisdom inside of what our childhood dreams and visions and like oh like there's a way where when we're a child actually we're really, we're in closer contact to our essence and actually mm. to our soul and essence, like inherently our soul. Right. Like there's a way in which that unadulterated, like it's still, it's still that, mm, like, it's like we're we've mm. been, we, you know, because we're closer to, to, to the womb, our mother's womb, where we were gestating, where we were actually really nourished by a form of the earth, because because the womb and, and body is, 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 a, is an extension of the earth and an expression of earth. And we were, were born, you know, we crack through that portal and we're born and we're closer to spirit, like we're closer to that essence. But then things get layered, right? We go through the necessary initiations and portals that we have to go t- through to forget to forget that core essence like and that's it's not bad it's not wrong it just is like it's mm. it, it just is a part of the initiations that we touch and we all have a different walkway we all have a different
0: mm. a
1: different path like our paths don't look the same our lessons are not the same but what happens is like in the in the in the formation of our of our ego which is like what assists us in really being in the world, right? Mm. There's a way in which our own, our own personal traumas, as in when I speak about trauma and in in the simplest way, it's like when something gets stuck, like when something gets stuck in the body, like when there's an experience that we have and it kind of like, it doesn't complete itself. And so then we kind of get trapped. Like to me, on a shamanic level, trauma is like a way in which the, the the soul cuts off, splits off away from our essence, and it's like a fragmentation. Mm-hmm. Right. And in this, in this sort of hearted encrusted layer that we that is our conditioning, that is our egoic way of holding ourselves, which also translates into our body and the way that we literally habitually hold ourselves, the way that like Mm -hmm. it gets it gets to a nervous system level you know like the nervous Mm -hmm. system is is inherently connected to this we we get it's like becoming a shell uh, in a way it's like Mm -hmm. becoming a shell and when we're in a shell we are actually protected from the vulnerability of our soul from the inherent Mm -hmm. erotic vulnerability of our own soul and soul to me is interchangeable with this frequency of truth right that Mm. lives like I love how you call it like the heart of the earth it's like it just is it's like this it's like you cannot fight with yes right and it's Mm -hmm. riveting and so when when we are disillusioned right to me it is like a series of different it's like a series of events experiences that slowly shed away this encrusted shell that we have hid comfortably behind hidden the magic hidden the brilliance from not just the world, from our own selves, Mm -hmm. our own self connection and the ways in which we've, um, thought that, you know, whether it's that dream job, that partner, that lifestyle, that, that, um, that amount of money, that whatever is external is going to sort of save us or sort of like be this this place where we get to like you know yet have another layer height like keeping us far away from ourselves it is the process Mm. of like having that be burned off and Mm. us like actually having the experience of grieving all of that so we can touch and come back Mm. to who we really are like to 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 what is to to what is core and inside of there and And I think we go through in my experience and in my life thus far, it is, it is a cyclical process. You know, it is a cyclical Mm. process that we, that we go through. And I think we, we, I have so much approval for the forgetting and remembering process of our soul work of what this is Yes, because it's, it's, it's just, it's just part of being human. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's just a part of what, is and we and we get to dance and Mm. and play inside of it right and yes and there's moments in our lives where that medicine is stronger than other times and I think it's because in my own understanding how what I've experienced in my own body it's because more of our soul is inhabiting our flesh like it is Mm. crumble it's crumbling and more more of us is being inhabited
0: yeah. Yes. I love it. I love this. Mm. I I love this because like you know I feel like what you're describing is like there's there's a romance there's an eroticism to mm. the way that we even engage with our own selves of so like there's something about when you're falling in love or when you're you know intertwining with someone and you're getting to know new layers of their being and it's exciting mm-hmm. and that excitement fuels the relationship that you're building the kindling that you're you know like the fire that you're kindling and and it it adds to sort of the goodness and the excitement and the pleasure that we get to, get to experience the novelty we get to experience and, you know, I never thought about it this way until really just this moment when you were describing this, but we do this with ourselves. There's this mm. sense of like, we. Maybe we do come into this world with a knowing, with a sense of our own essence and our own nature. Um, But we, through that veil of forgetting, through, through coming through the portal of the womb, there is sort of like a, okay, now we get to discover our goodness. Now we get to discover, you know, our... Textures, our life, our breath, our lungs, our bodies. Um, Mm -hmm. We get to move through this experience of shedding disillusionment. And it's not, you know, I think, you know, disillusion can be sort of in our culture this like harsh word to describe, you know, people who are aloof or in some other world or not Mm -hmm. here with reality. But I think how you're describing it, how you're bringing it to the table is there's there's almost like this romance, this back and forth, this eroticism, this play that we have with ourselves that mm. that calls the the, the disillusionment sacred um, mm. and yes. and the journey back home to ourselves is like really like this theater, this dance, this drama that we are playing out in our lives. And we get to a point where we start to get to choose, you know, do I do I really want to do this kind of scene again? Do I need do I need this level of drama? <laughs> or do I yes. want do I want yes. the softer play? Do I want to discover myself in softer ways? So I, I'm loving this, it this yes. nuanced expression of disillusionment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can I add something more to this? To this? To Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, and so another another layer of because you're kind of talking about it a little bit. There's like another another layer of the medicine of disillusionment to me is like the way this is. You know, this is fully just like what what I what I've experienced and what I just what I hold what I, what I, what I see is part of our journey. Um, there are certain experiences and sensations and just like lessons that our own unique soul essence is here to learn. And it <laughs> doesn't really matter how we learn it. Like we're like, we're, we, we are going to learn. We're going to experience the lesson and how we get there. You know, it's like, yeah, like how you're saying, you know, you, you, you get to kind of, you get to choose like, okay, give it to me really hard. You know, and, and I will say too, even inside of that micro nuance here, I do think, and this is why I love the map of astrology. I do think that some of us just, um, have again, like just a different, mm, a different way that we are going to learn things. And I, and I used yeah. to really be, and I just want to name this because I used to really be in this way of thinking that, oh my gosh, like there was a self judgment, Carla, you're so, you're so intense. Like you, you call experiences mm-hmm. forth to yourself that are so, so, so intense. And though I think there was a layer of truth inside of that in which from my own unintegrated trauma I was calling forth really harsh experiences even as I shed a lot of that I do think that like my soul has a particular does that make sense like has a particular layer of intensity and fire that I don't think other people like everyone is needs to be on. Does that make sense? It's like right. we don't, we're Absolutely. not all walk, we're not all, we're not all, we, we don't all have the same role to play in the ecosystem. And this is really like yeah. what happens when we connect to our soul is like, right, we come back yeah. and we and we and we really bring and weave into the ecosystem what our medicine is. And I think it's really important to. Get very curious about our own journey, and to not be in that comparison, or yes. you know what I mean, because it it can prevent yeah. us from actually really um, trusting the wisdom of our soul, which is always going to be much more intelligent <laughs> and wise than our own minds. You know, like just because yeah. I, you know, it's like just because I want to have ease. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of ways in which I could hold the embodiment of ease and, and, and become ease. And life is life, life there. There's a, there's a layer of surrender. Like we don't, we don't have all the control. And I think it's like the new age thinking that prevents us. It's like, that's the distortion in that teaching of thinking that we can control it all. No, we do influence. No, we do have a response. No, we do have power. No, Mm -hmm. in a way we do create. But it's different. It's not like I am literally (laughs) created. You know what I mean? Like, I'm it's like, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. No, I'm totally with you here because it's like, you know, I, you know, I think it sounds really good, this idea that we are God, you know, it sounds so compelling. And my, um, my 20 year old Christian fundamentalist self would be so appalled and would, probably just like not ever talk to me again if I ever said that out loud which is crazy but this Mm -hmm. it's compelling it's so compelling to think oh I can control every fiber of my reality Mm -hmm. and I think the reality check is that no you are powerful and there maybe there is an element of like you know that there is there you are divine right <laughs> you are a child of the goddess you and in that sense yeah maybe you are you know, the goddess in the fractal form right mm. but you know i can't change the color of this plant sitting next to me to blue mm. and i can't tell the ocean what to do mm. and i absolutely cannot decide what is going to happen in this world um, based on my own sort of like bank of power and sovereignty and control. And I certainly cannot go back in time and change all of the situations that I've been through that have happened against my own child will, five-year-old will, six-year-old will. Right, Mm, and mm. in the sobriety of that, Mm -hmm. of that kind of of being with ourselves and being Mm. with reality, and and being with our super adolescent desire to like play Sims with our lives, but realize (laughs) you know the neighbor, this is not going to keep the neighbor in the Sims from stealing your baby. And putting it in a dungeon because that's what happens on the sims sometimes so even in the sims you can't even control you know the program you can't control the program and and I think that there's like actually, you know, that limitation is, mm. is, is really, kind of, it's kind of hot. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, whoa. You know, <laughs> we yes. exist in this reality where these these like kind of limitations that are yes. restraining us in a, in a way from having every, absolutely every like s- single fiber detail of what we want. And we get to play within the constraints of mm-hmm. what is life giving me? Mm -hmm. And will I drink? Will I allow? Will I immerse? Will I listen? Will I witness? Will I engage the story with the wholeness of my being instead of fracturing Mm -hmm. myself off, like you were saying earlier to, Mm -hmm. you know, like shut down the discomfort that we're experiencing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, It is erotic. It's such an erotic experience. It it 100% is. And I I love that. And it's also like deeply terrifying Mm. at the same time to Mm. know, you know,
1: there's a Mm -hmm. surrender
0: piece here. There's a mystery that I have to like lean into. Yes. I cannot know. I yes, cannot yes. know everything that's going to happen. I only mm-hmm. have a glimpse. I only have a fraction. I only have, you know, no matter how prophetic we are, we always mm-hmm. only have a shard of the whole picture. I, and there's a lot of play and joy and goodness and depth and initiation in that, I feel.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's this, the way that you're putting this is exactly a perfect way to wrap up what I was, what I... Kind of uh, went down a different a, a different branch of what I was saying, which is this, like this trusting of soul desire and this disillusionment. Mm-hmm. Medicine is that when we really open to our life force energy and letting that shape us and guide us, sometimes we have to fall asleep or we have to really like surrender any sort of control about what we're going to quote unquote, get or receive. If we follow like, this isn't like a, Oh, I'm being good. I'm surrendering to the soul desire. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm following God. I'm following Jesus, whatever. Right. And now I'm going to, now I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get the thing. Right. It's like in my journey, when I let this, this deep thing inside of me move me, guide me listen when I listen and it takes me where I need to go what I receive is not always digestible it's not always like oh yes I got the thing it's sometimes it's like an experience that will disillusion me to really actually see where I am still externalizing my power as to like out here, out here in the world and to like what I have, et cetera, is what actually gives me a power to break that and to bring me back into my own wholeness and true power. And so this is one of the biggest things that I've really come to feel and be very humbled by in my journey is that this isn't like a... Like there is so much beauty and deliciousness and arrows. And I see why a lot of people don't want to follow a path of soul because shit, it's confronting. Damn, damn, are we like really in this constant holding of, of life and death weaving and dancing through us. It's inherently erotic. It's very vulnerable naked raw to be with our soul and to be with that life force energy that's going to direct us and guide us and i think that this is like why we to spend a lot of time with the earth because she helps us remember our own erotic nature and helps us like with the places where we're like oh no but see I followed living here to the coast and or I followed this thing to that thing and I thought I was going to get this and I thought this was going to happen and then it just like like she takes it brings you back to wholeness and then from there let's see what happens from there yeah we can play but it's it's really actually living so fucking open that's why it's scary. That's why it's easier to contort, close, contract, and stay there. Totally,
0: totally. Because yeah. we we love we love cause and effect. Yeah, we love to think. You know, we love to we love this idea that if I just study really hard, I'll get good grades. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do my chores, I'm going to get an allowance if i you know mm-hmm. follow my my calling to the coast mm-hmm. you know if i if i invest in you know the village paradigm then i will be rewarded with riches and raw milk <laughs> <laughs> and, and saying it out loud it's like woo okay there's oh, yeah. like There's some, um, in that there's some growing up for us to do, right? Because, like, we get to see that following your calling, Mm -hmm. listening to your soul is not a cause and effect paradigm. Yeah, God is not on the other side saying, Go run and get the stick, and I'll give you a treat. That's (laughs) that's not what's happening. And man, have I it's had not to what's learn happening.
1: and
0: relearn this one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, same. Oh, same. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the work of unhooking, um, like soul devotion and obedience from a reward. Uh-huh. felt
1: right? Out of my pussy. Yeah.
0: And just like recognizing listen like <laughs> just like recognizing that like there's something deeper to be gained than just a treat on the other mm-hmm. side of following devotion and calling mm-hmm. that that this is not some like that there is like a, and this is i think this is what it is to be like to be living in relationship to the earth. Um, Mm. To be ecological, to be mm. like truly in this like in relational paradigm. It's realizing that my my leaning in, my contribution, my yes, my sovereign soul presence is contributing on a much more expansive and often much more invisible scale than the treats I get in return. For showing up to my medicine. No.
1: Hmm.
0: And I think that's on maturity, you know. I think that's on like kind of like, you know, sit, like accepting the lessons of adolescence and the gift and the joy and the excitement of like, you know, cause and effect. But then we step into adulthood and we realize, hey, okay, like how. How, how deep can I go into relation, this, this true relationship I feel with my mm. soul, my remembrance, my essence, my recognition mm. that I am a part of all things and that, you know, my needs will be met ultimately if I can see that, if I can see that I am inherently connected, inherently belong I don't need to cause and affect my way into, and I'm speaking to myself here, I don't need to cause and affect my way into having my needs met and and receiving what I need to thrive. That if I can be here on purpose, here in my essence, here in my wholeness, things will be taken care of. My, my basic needs will be met. And sometimes that means that like I won't have everything I think I need. But I will have mm. just exactly what I do need. Sometimes I will mm. greet my hunger. sometimes I will greet my loneliness. sometimes I will greet my dark and it's just what I need for the initiation of this season so that I can mm. step into deeper levels of truth and integrity and self. Mm. And I, mm. yeah, just mm. oh, there's so much, there's so much to be said in in this part of the discourse I feel like about, yeah just like really owning owning the path that we are on the yeah. the road that
1: we yeah. are here to walk yeah
0: yeah mm. yeah i mean i'm sure you see it all the time right like these stories about how if you find your purpose you're going to be you know a six figure rich bitch or right <laughs> Right, right, it's right, like, right. Oh, yes. Okay. I I really wish that was how it was. Um, but actually, I don't, you know. Or it's like, if I heal, you know, I'm going to attract. Mm-hmm. I know you know this one. If mm-hmm. I heal hard enough, I'm going to attract the perfect partner mm-hmm. who...
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And he's going to know how to fish and he's going to be able to pick me up every day of the year. And he's going to like be able to, he's going to buy all the groceries. and He's going to take care of me and he's going to save me from my life. Yeah. And yeah. I've definitely walked that one so many times
1: before. And it's not, yeah, it's like, to, yes, to me, to me, what, you know, what's really everything you're like, I love the way that you so poetically just landed all of that. Thank you the it's so funny it's like it's this (laughs) and it's like interesting because there's also like this little trap of like don't use this to then try to do that but it's like that little space of when I don't want it when I release my need when my need to have it then it comes you know but it's really I just have to say it's like that's what has often happened and no it doesn't mean that you're always going to get the thing that you think that you need. it might look really different but you know like with the six figures like like I you know I had I had like a really I had a really deep thing inside of me for a long time that was like I need to make money I need to make money I need to make money and then like the moment I just I, I like it did happen for me and when I just stopped gripping in that way a lot of money found me and like has been sustainably finding me. Like I have everything that I need. And so I, you know what I mean? I just really want to want to hold that. And um, in that what life wants to give us is so much bigger. And I'm not talking necessarily in amounts than what we can come up with in our Minds and from our ego of what it is that we are so attached to, and then like fighting and resisting with reality. And like this is why so much of my work come back, comes back to embodiment and embodiment with the earth, because it begins with like how we hold ourselves inside of our bodies because that right there it tells a story, right? like our 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 nervous system. The way that we hold ourselves, the way that we, the way that we get, you know, like the way that we shift when we feel like we are not taken care of, and and all of these things that happen that are just so very human, and and it's not making it wrong, but it's just like bringing the awareness to how we get closed-fisted with life. We close the fists, and then we and then we fight, and we fight with life, and then nothing can get in. And actually, the warriors work is to become so connected and rooted that we can be adaptable and open and like fly and dance and receive what actually we can receive. Because sometimes we want things and I've Mm. seen this in myself over and over and over again. And it's so very humbling. This way in which I want this thing and I'm not even actually ready to receive it like I actually don't even have yet the capacity to really let it in and so so much of my practice lately and in living here is like not this fake what am I grateful for but like whoa what can I actually receive and Mm. be utterly fucking grateful for because how can I be gripping to like Receiving yes. a partner and a family and these things that I, you know, like I, I really want to be a mother. I really want a partner. I really like there's there are these these tender things that yeah. like, oh, I want. But the way yes. that I'm relating to those desires are in this like craving aversion. It's like a hungry ghost that is like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be OK yes. until I have it. And that's actually the thing that needs to be dismantled inside of me. It's actually like, no. Mm-hmm okay, I want to be a partner. So like a lover and I want to be like a mother. How am I, how am I right here in the now holding in Mm. myself, whether or not the partner and the child is here holding the frequency of lover and mother, how am I holding that and like breathing and walking as that? Because it's not really these Mm. things that we think that we want. It's not the face of them. It's the thing beneath. It's the essence And so what is the essence and how can I actually bring that, weave that into my embodiment now? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're actually being called into. So we can look at our desires. We can get curious about the desires and look at how we're relating to our desires. But it's really on Mm -hmm. us. It's really our work to dismantle and weed out and really shine light on the places where those desires are hungry ghosts that are like, I need and I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna be okay until I have it. And and that's how we get stuck in illusion. That's how we are actually spinning the wheels of our my of our of the Maya, of the karma, right? That 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 it's like that's the actual thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just taking that in so powerful to just like just to recognize that um the way forward can be softer no matter what we're moving through or going through or how intense it feels. I love this picture that you painted of that the role of the warrior is actually to open, not Mm -hmm. to constrict. And that, you know, like I think about that in terms of like becoming guardians of the goodness, right? Like we're not necessarily here to just like, You know, keep out the bad or to Mm. block ourselves from the struggle so that, you know, we can like, we can have a good life or we can have, you know, it's about, no, what am I tending to actually? Like, what am I taking care of? What am I Mm. nurturing in my life? And how can I nurture it so that there's more of it? Right. And it's Mm. that, that kind of logic, you know, it's that logic that I'm interested in of like, the nurturing is actually what produces the more, not the clinging, not necessarily like the control, like controlling the conditions, but it's like, how? what can I do with what I have in my life? How can I get thankful for um, the tiny things that are here um, that are actually not so tiny? Like I have breath in my lungs and I, I have a body and it sounds so cliche, but it's it's <laughs> such uh it's such a necessary ritual, you know, a practice of being.
1: It changes everything because when we get into that state of actually, you know, to me, that gratitude is, is like the lubricant of our opening true, true gratitude is like the lubricant of the opening. And it's, and it's really this portal to really receiving and letting in and then through that, we become more active participants in our lives as opposed to what the adolescent ego does, right? What, the, like, what a lot of adults are stuck in, what I'm constantly like, disarming in myself, you know, um, is like, what is life going to give me? what am I gonna get what am I gonna get what am I gonna take right like from myself from other people from this relationship from this thing and then we're walking around and it's just like we're not even freaking meeting life halfway we're not even open like we're not like and so that is why it's, it's like so good. whoa back to the basics back to the basics yeah. how how totally. how are you how are you blocking the necessary connection that is always available to you Mm. and 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 like and and it's okay like this is gonna happen but can you can we it's how we catch it and how we choose to to navigate it Yeah. yeah how we choose to come back into that into that okay, man, I'm not really into these sensations that I'm feeling here. I'm fighting with life. Can I admit it? Can I soberly admit it? Oh, I'm fighting with life again. Oh, I'm feeling really, oh, there's a little one in here that feels like she's never gonna get it. How am I, can can I bring her to the ocean? Can I bring her to the river? Can I, okay, can I I hear her story even? Doesn't matter if it's victimized, it likely is. (laughs) Can I listen to the story? Mm -hmm. Can I release it? Can I be witnessed by the earth? And then mm-hmm. let's see, Yeah, you know, like, let's bring, like, mm-hmm. let's bring, let me, let me hold this part so that I'm not blended with it and then letting it drive yeah. my car and walking around the world with it because yeah. it's like, then I'm not really participating with life. Then I'm like, I, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in an extractive taking relationship to life and I'm not even really willing to feel and hold myself, be really in my body. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's so much there.
0: Mm. Yeah. Taking responsibility for how we're engaging with life. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, and I love that because I think, you know, it's just such a tender process of like, You know, what is, what is mine to hold? What has been my role in this? And I think that is a part of like sort of the weaving that we get to do. There is sort of, um, there is sort of like the relational aspect, the, the romantic aspect of like, what is the role that I'm taking in this romance that I have with myself? If I'm at odds with myself and my life, What, what am I not owning? Right.
1: Um, um. What am
0: I not seeing? What am I not, what am I expecting as um, what am I feeling entitled to? That isn't actually mine to hold, you know, like Mm. the control aspect and and there are of, of course nuances to all of this, but always I think, you know what you're describing is the invitation to take responsibility versus taking control, mm-hmm. and
1: see what that can do. Right, mm-hmm. and it's a softer way. And um, yeah, sometimes sometimes responsibility has this like this 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 heaviness to it, or this mm-hmm. punishment. And I just really want to be clear that this is not about punishment. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yes that's just that's cuz yeah. that's just another that's just another like protection mechanism really when we're in in the punishment you know mm-hmm. um because sometimes the response ability is is grieving and i find that there's a whole yeah. lot of grieving there's a whole lot of grieving that happens on on the journey of soul, on the journey of, of being initiated into our essence and, and really participating in life. Because to me, you know, to me, the, the, I don't work through goals. Right. And I, and I really firmly hold that to me, it's about the journey, but to me, sometimes I really have to like, like, sit with myself and, and face myself and ask, like, why am I? Oh, gosh, excuse that sound. Let me move out this way. I have to really hold and ask myself, like, why am I doing this? You know, sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? What's going on? Like, this, all this work, etc. And what it really comes back to is, is fully living. It's like I'm here for a glimpse. I'm here (laughs) dancing as a fractal, as a fragment of the divine in, in embodied form. And I wanna really be here. I wanna really savor. I wanna really, oh, taste every texture, taste every texture and sight and flavor that i'm here that wants to happen that wants to be lived through me and so that's what how i how i orient and how i yeah how i how i walk i love that
0: You love that I love that you talk about this as well of like being, you know, when we are fully open to life, we're open to both pleasure and pain. Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
0: Just to be open is to be open. Like to be open is to feel all of the sides, all of the parts, all of um the tension even all of all of it to be open is to be whole even in some ways right Mm -hmm. to be in our wholeness is about being open to the fact that there are all of these like textures and shapes and sounds and ways that we are being in the world that don't necessarily fit into any like straight line Linear narrative about what it means to be a good human, what it means Mm. to be successful. That if we were to really live out the embodiment of our essence, we would find that no narrative that's already been created by, you know, the world that's like clean and clear and cut. We're we're never going to be able to fit inside of that. So why not embrace what comes with that? Um, in so many words, right? I, I can't even like begin to summarize that, but, and there's something alive in it. There's something living about it. Um, there's something living about grief and, and there's even something living about in interfacing with death, you know, even on a daily basis, interfacing with f- food as death and life and, and our relationships as a death, life, death. Life cycle, life, death, life cycle, as Dr. Estes puts it. And you talk about this as well. And maybe this can be sort of our, our final place that we can we traverse in this conversation. But tell me about this life, death, life cycle, um, the call of Loba on your life. Like tell us about what this has taught you, what 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 you're traversing through in this season
1: around it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. beautiful (laughs) yeah noba the life death life cycle um something I've been really really sitting with inside of this current chapter in my life is yeah that as you spoke it that the life inside of death you know it's 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 not opposing like life and death. I've been really feeling into how life and death are not, are not opposing rather they're actually like on a spectrum and they're, they're actually like interwoven and it's about synthesizing. And it's, I mean, in any given moment we can, we're touching death and we're touching life. It's like there, it's like, there's, there literally is not one without the other. And in the culture that we live in, that is so, you know sterilizing and infantilizing of death and turning away from death and reluctant to um, be in connection with 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 death is a reluctance to grieve, which is a reluctance to life and I think that that's why we are vulnerable and susceptible to um Are The most precious thing that we have are like life force energy that happens when we are in the fullness of our body, in the fullness of our breath, of our blood, of our bones. The way in which that opens the the portal of arrows that then is this creative raw power that destroys and births and creates through us, sings through us, moves through us. When we are not in this cultivation and relationship to that, we easily off-gas that energy, off-gas that power into things that don't reciprocate, that don't actually nourish us, that are not revitalizing because it's not actually nutritious for the soul. It's actually just like, oh, I'm feeling this thing. Oh my God, it's so big. Oh my, ooh, ooh, it wants to form me in this way in this art piece. Oh, nope, I'm just gonna go scroll Instagram and just like this tiny little seed that actually needed water, that actually needed light, that needed my attention, that needed needed me to, ro- to romance it, to be a lover to it. Nope, I'm just gonna off-gas it to the algorithm. Nope, I'm just gonna buy this thing. Nope, I'm just going to pick a fight with my partner for no reason does that make sense it's like there's all these little unconscious ways that we will just like not really take the full totally you know like take that full mm, that full embrace of of of, of life and so mm, to to put it bluntly like loba excuse all the sounds here in the coast and the ocean and the jungle um to put it bluntly like loba is teaching me the, the primordial blueprint of what it is to be a warrior to my life force and to honor and receive and fully bask and cultivate and weave the medicine of my life force. Yeah. Mm.
0: That is yeah. so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> and for those who don't have context, just real quick, who is Loba? I know who Loba is and Loba has spoken to me a few times in her spirit, but who is Loba? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What's her
1: story? Mm-hmm. Okay. So for me, so Loba is wolf, right? And and mm-hmm. if you read the book, Woman Who Run With The Wolves, uh. Mm-hmm. in incola Estes like has her has this really beautiful story, really beautiful story about um, Loba and and the bones and her singing over the bones and like bringing to life what is what is true, what is holy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? What is what is soulful? Um, like through yeah. her singing over the bones, it's like that's a really core piece of it, and and. Bones, I have a really deep relationship with bones. Bones have been finding me for about mm. three years um, in very, very auspicious times in my life, very much so during moments of vision, fasting, initiation, ceremony. And it's, you know, at first I was, I was reluctant. I was like, you know, I have my own relationship to the medicine and I, I was like, oh, whatever, like, don't look too into it. And it was just like, Oh no, this is like a really core deep thing. That's like calling me. Let me, let me begin to listen. And so I just, as I just want to name, as I'm speaking about this, I'm just feeling like the inside of my, of my, of the walls of my pussy. It's just like this like this warm fire erupting of of my arrows of, so to me, Loba is, is, is the soul bone truth of, mm. of, of, of just that, of like the, 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 truth that is, is fierce that we mm. cannot look away from. That is so undeniable. Like mm. it's so undeniable. And when I hold these initiations, when I hold Loba and I really open my, my channel to, to let us be guided during these initiations, it's really this portal of being in such deep communion with the truth and following the truth of each moment and like letting ourselves be penetrable and by life and letting go of agenda of control and really moving to what is emerging in the process and and waking waking this primal force that lives inside of us that is like oh that is that is full range that is like I'm ravishing I'm fucking hungry I'm I'm like you know and 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 I'm I'm like horny for life but it's also like the range of of a, a feeling at all is this making sense like yeah. this is, this this is, is making a little, sense <laughs> okay this is like a this is making way. sense yeah feel, no feel, it's like we long we long for what is true and what is alive and to me loba is 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 the wolf that lives inside of us that always knows because I really yeah. believe like deep down we we know like we know <sighs> Yes. So how do we feed, how do we feed that no E and then to me yes. inherently we have to come back to the earth, we have to, we got to plug in and, <sighs> and, and coalesce with the earth. I was going to say resource, but it's really like this coalescing with, with the earth to be reflected in that, in that truth that becomes, in my experience, so undeniable when we're in, in connection and in contact with her.
0: Mm, so good and i think you know the story and the essence of loba to close our conversation really as you know as a primordial force as an archetype as a teacher as um the part of us who who is keeping the wisdom that of our knowing who who really sees as Dr. Clarissa says, "Who sees through the dark, right? Yes, and who you know what I mean, and like who is guided by you know the the powers and the forces of this earth. Who is attuned to you know each of the phases of the moon is in in touch with change, is in touch with evolution, is in touch with aliveness." I think that this is the force that's guiding us, right? To become truly ourselves, to become truly alive, right? And and I think, you know, just even as a final thought, to swing it back into the beginning when we were talking about illusion or disillusionment and how Loba sings through the dark, can see through, you know, the... the can see through the illusion of this pile of dusty bones hidden in the middle of the forest. You can see well, that is a whole human. That is a whole, that, that that being has a soul, has a life, has desires, has a presence. And we're going to sing them into form now, right? And when that song comes in through our lives, breaking us out of the illusion, breaking us out of forgetfulness and starts to seeing us into being and calling us up and out from death, from void, from all of these like sort of like in the cut places that we had to go to kind of know ourselves. Loba sings us out and, and really how howls us to the moon and says, come up, rise up from the mm. ashes, rise up from the yep. dirt, rise up from the yep. soil and become a living body. Mm. And, 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 you know, there's there's nothing scientific about it. Um, although, you know, we love we love. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why I had to say that, but I was just like, there's there's nothing to deduce about it, right? There's nothing that we're not breaking it down into a step by step formula. No, oh, this is no. not practical. This is. <laughs> This is not practical. This is poetry. This is al- aliveness. This is living. This is the breath of God, you know, in your lungs. This is this is the rising. This is resurrection. This is all of those things. And it can only be lived. Right? Mm. It mm. can't always be understood, but it can be lived and it can be embodied and it can be felt and it can be
1: known in a deeper way. Mm. Mm. I feel my my mouth salivating with juices i like <laughs> yeah and ju- you know it's and there's so many sub teachings inside of LOA that I won't get into for the sake of this conversation but really really deep instinctual primordial wisdom that yes. I always say I always say this 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 line what could be forgotten but never lost I don't care how many mm-hmm. layers of fucking conditioning we have over ourselves. It could never be lost. Like it, it this yes. this force, this primordial mm-hmm. wisdom. No, it don't need no scientific the like it it just it just it just is. It just is and that is and and that isness is confronting you know because it's felt it's embodied it's erotic and so it's yeah that when she's singing over the bones and it's like it's it's like wake up it's like no wake up listen listen it's just like let's go you know we are we're we're inhabiting like we're not We had our times in the corner. We had our times, and we ha- we need our times and our moments when we're like collapsed on the ground. But the thing is, is like that that fire in the belly, that roar in the heart, mm. that howl in the throat, that mm. desire to ravish and 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 coalesce with life lives is so primal and instinctual to us, and it really is is ours to rise up to it's like ours to to hold to be and to wake up and remember Mm. yeah that is so so powerful
0: thank you so much carla for just sharing your wisdom and spending time with us and really you know never shying away from those deep places that long to be called up and seen and witnessed and loved on and brought into a a kind and neutral and honest light. And so I appreciate Mm. you for being devoted to your medicine in this way and for being a vessel for Loba to flow through you and for the like medicine of um, the deep world to flow through you and and touch hearts and lives in really radical ways. So thank you. Mm. I'd love... For folks to be able to find you, of course, I'll place links in um, in the show notes, but is there, you know, is there a specific way that you'd love for people to reach out to you, things that you'd like for them to know? Um,
1: what are those ways? Mm, thank you. This conversation has been so nourishing for me like really mm. really really nourishing for me <laughs> i sweet. love that. this this is my jam this is my jam so just to to sit down and speak with you someone who really speaks the same language it's mm. it's it's soul nourishment for my heart um mm. yeah so yeah i mean i think the best way is to is to follow me on on instagram if you are on instagram or to get on my email list um CarlaPalomino.com to follow my work and where, like, yeah, just to just begin following my work. I have an online school called Tierra Alma, which means Earth Soul. And in that, I hold weekly embodiment journeys. I have a whole library of um, journeys, practices to really cultivate an unshakable relationship with your. With the truth of your body and your body wisdom. Um, we do womb work, we do pussy work, we do breast work, we dance a lot, we traverse the underworld and we come back out and we weave it into our day to day life and we work with the elements mm. and earth wisdom. And then I also, you know, I also do like mentorship and coaching and I love that part of my work. And so, I have one-on-one ways to work with me, private ways to work with me, where it's a combination of embodiment and, and coaching and deep soul inquiry. Um, and there's also a way to do group coaching inside of Tierra Alma. And then I have LOBA initiations and the next one is coming up in March 23rd to the 28th in 2023. And we are filling up and I'm really excited to have those who feel called. And I hold mm-hmm. a couple of those a year And there's more brewing, but the best way is to just follow along and feel the transmissions and, and yeah, that's, that's the way. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. I'll make sure to link those in the show notes so people can get in touch with you and your offerings and get tuned into the medicine you're offering. And on that note. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carla, for sitting with me. I also feel very nourished and just like in my soft body at this moment, Um, just drinking it in, drinking in like the permission to just be fully alive and be fully human. And so I hope that others can feel the same after this conversation.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Regenerative Mystic Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Kinspirit, an emergent spiritual collective of creatives and dreamers who are dedicated to the work of bridging the gap between the everyday and the sacred and storying our way through great change. Your listenership means the world to us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider adding an honest reading and a written review so that more people can find the conversations we're holding. In between episodes, you can find us on social media at The Regenerative Mystic, Ken Spirit, and you can find me, your resident story doula, at www.thestorydoula.co. Until next time, see you later.